0: Hello, this is Emma Knights, Chief Executive of the National Governance Association. Uh, Welcome to our monthly Governing Chatters, just before we all launch into a new school year. Uh, So, today I have with me Emma Bulchin, our Director of Professional Development, and Sam Henson, our Director of Policy and Information. So we thought we'd uh, start by looking at uh, some of the things that the NGA staff team have got up to um over the month of August.
1: Absolutely, Sam, thanks, Sam. Would you Emma. like to um, kick off? We've been uh, with some of the pieces exceptionally of work your busy, team, actually, um, have been over, getting on with over the summer months and and during August. And I think one of the the key things that the team has been working on has been um our annual governance survey looking at the the data that came through uh, that survey and and interpreting interpreting that and putting that into a format that our members and the sector uh can read and um you you all find that very interesting um the the survey uh, has been going on for for many years emma before my time how how many well can you remember what what year it actually started? it was
0: oh, I should know this because I think each year we say this is our such and such survey I'm gonna guess and say it's our um it's our tenth but, 10th. that um, sounds about right yeah, let, yeah. let's make sure- sh- let's make sure we get it right in the <laughs> in the actual report <laughs> absolutely
1: yes, I'm sure we will um but yeah, so we obviously i i think that just that that in itself goes to show. That this is a, a a really key piece of work, and we now built up a wealth of information, um, looking at the state of governance, um, looking at what's important uh, to governors and governing uh, trustees and governing boards uh, across the country over a long period of time, um, and so we've been really busy pulling that information together. Um, this year, we're doing something slightly different, which I think is quite exciting in in, in terms of the way that we report that information um so instead of doing a big uh comprehensive individual report this year we're splitting it into um sort of mini reports so to speak um and uh we will be um uh, staging a release of those uh, uh, throughout the, the beginning of the term um from from September um so we we kick off with our first report on on staffing and and what governing boards have told us about staffing. Um, uh, We then move on to our next report, which will be on funding. Um, We we then look at uh, demographics and and governing practice. We then have a specific report um, on mat governance and how um, uh, those governing in mats, um, what what the difference is for them. uh, and then finally, we have a report on schools and community. We will also be pulling all of that together, um, uh, probably in in October, into uh, one uh, report with with a summary that covers all of them. But I think it's going to be really interesting, Emma, this year um, being able to focus on those individual areas because I think you agree with me when I say that actually we've got we get so much information from the survey sometimes putting it all into one big report means some things some really important things can get slightly lost and sidetracked so i think this year will be be really good to see how how people respond to to those individual reports
0: Absolutely. Because I, I think sometimes some people in the education sector forget just how those that are governing are interested in the whole range of um, issues and challenges um, for staff, but also the offer for, for for pupils. So, yes, our survey talks, doesn't it, about who governs and how they govern and, and you know, the business of governing. Absolutely. But it also talks about, you know, what are the... The, the, the subjects that, that governors and trustees are passionate about, what are the things that are worrying them in their particular area and their particular um, school. And, and I think that's one of the real sort of strengths of this survey is that it's from people all over the country, isn't it, in all different types of schools, all different phases of schools. We check that, don't we, to make sure that it's as representative as it possibly it, it Possibly um, uh, can be, and and I think it maybe goes back to that uh, idea of our visible governance. A campaign, which we will be resurrecting before the the end of, of of term to really show just how much those that govern know how knowledgeable they are about the school sector, how um, concerned um, they are to get it right for for students. So I think you know the way you've described having a whole series of subjects um, being being published one by one, I think will make that point much more clearly absolutely
1: and i i think you know we can't it's very easy to sort of blow our own trumpet on this but actually I, I do think that the 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 annual governance surveys is a big deal there's 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 so much stuff there that i think we can we can share with the sector we can share with um uh people governing and um, whether that's on um uh, in maintaining schools or in maths. But also, I think in, in that mission that we've really got for increasing the, the appreciation of governance and, and, and helping people to really see what, what governing, governing boards do and what they're passionate about, what is actually on their minds. Um, I, think, I think this survey is a really important tool for that. And actually, there's not much else out there that, that can, can really compete with a survey of this scale um you, you know nearly nearly 7000 respondents this year which, which which is such a great number so we're really excited we've really enjoyed working on it this year it's it's going to be a big uh, and really helpful um uh, piece of of work i think
0: Absolutely, and and those of you that are listening uh, will probably have worked out that we don't want to give you all the headlines before um, Governing Matters um, comes out early on uh, in in turn. But maybe just to give give you one example of um, how we try to use the survey to influence um, and inform uh, the sector as a as a whole. Um, one of the uh, big issues that the Department for Education has been working on behind the scenes recently uh, has about been about head teacher standards revising the head teacher standards that I've been involved with and now looking at um, the national professional qualification for headship MPqh um, so we'll be looking in our first report at what you said you thought the needs were for new heads um, because you're the people by and large that are recruiting um, new heads um and uh, inducting them and working alongside them um and i hope developing um them so there's some really rich data there that it's really important that the sector as a whole um gets uh gets to know so um yes i think i think it'll be um it'll be really great to have this whole wealth of of information coming out
1: and i think going back to your original question emma we we we're not just working on the survey there's lots of other things going on um just just to name a couple um for those of you listening uh who uh, attended the um uh, the annual conference back in in 2019 which seems like an awful long time ago now um you'll remember that that emma spoke at the time about how we were looking at Um, sustainability and uh, our our greener governance agenda and that was one of the things that we had really listened to uh, our stakeholders on, we'd listened to to, to what pupils were telling us which I think is really important and that is very much an issue that um, we needed to address. Um, So we've been working on that so we will have some guidance on sustainability um, coming out in the new academic year which I think is going to be really good. Um, We've also been Busy working on our guidance uh, and um, uh, uh, our models for for multi academy trusts. So some of you would be familiar that we've we've done some model schemes of delegation in the past, or we've revamped revamped that work, um, which um, I think will will be really important. We really built on the feedback from attendees from our community mats network. Um, which took place um, just a, just a few weeks ago, um, and taking taking on board their feedback into that process, so that was really helpful. Um, and we've also um, been doing um, some work on our executive pay guidance, uh, to name just a few. Um, we've got lots of things on the horizon in terms of our mat work that will, that will be coming out. In the in the new academic year, so it's so an awful lot going on, Emma, um, which I think is probably um, quite reflective of the, the fact that there's a lot going on in the education sector right now. Um, but yeah, we've been very busy.
0: Great, thank you. And I think it's always worth saying, because we're really conscious at NGA, that about half our our members um, are uh, governing academies and um, multi-academy trusts, and about half of you are governing in the maintained um, sector. So yes, we've um, uh, looked again and improved um, our main mat resources, but also uh we're uh, uh working closely with a large group of local authority um partners and we will be um meeting with them Uh, virtually of course uh, later this uh, month September to to talk about um, what are the particular issues in their areas and how we can work better with them to complement the work that they're doing to support um, local governing boards so um, we're we're really careful to make sure that we're supplying um, information that's relevant to um, all of you that are governing in the state funded uh, sector um in in england and if if at any point you think we're missing um something please do um please do let us know Uh, So, for example, uh, one of the things we look at uh, every year, every summer, um, is our skills audit to see whether that needs updating. Um, uh, We did think about whether it ought to be named something different, um, because uh, several years ago, skills uh, was more or less all that was talked about. But but now um, uh, people have realised actually that that knowledge um, is important, background is important. Important experience is 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 important, um, as well as particular um, uh, skills. So we haven't, we haven't changed the name in the, in the interest of being brief and, and to the point, um, but the team has been uh, improving the material that goes alongside that. Um, so Emma, do you want to um, explain a little bit more?
2: Yeah, so I think, I think here at NGA, we feel strongly, don't we, that uh, organisations with strong governance don't fail. Um, and there's lots and lots of recommendations out there and, and sources of information that say just how critical it is to evaluate your board. And our skills audit is just one of the ways that you can do that. Um, I've kind of just listed, actually, for the session that uh, the UK Corporate Governance Code and the Charity Governance Code for larger charities actually state um, this idea of self-review and evaluation of your own effectiveness. Uh, on a regular basis, um, alongside educational sources that are uh, kind of in particular focused at uh, the governance handbook, the DfE's competency framework and the um, academy's financial handbook as well, all sort of wax lyrical, if you like, about how important it is to implement that reflective practice. I think the skills audit is probably the first port of call and my own feeling is that actually this is the right time of year to do it. So either at the end of a ter- end of a year or at the beginning of a year is absolutely ideal to reflect on where are we at currently with regard to our skills and knowledge base. Um, you know, it, it's unrealistic, isn't it, to imagine that any one member of a board, although we do see it sometimes, has got all of the competencies and all of the skills and knowledge that you need. Um, and rather, it's not about individual um, strengths, although it's good to play to those it's much more about where you are as a whole board and then I think our feeling is um, once you've completed the skills audit and we know hundreds of you do because we see how many times our our, um, documents get downloaded from the website but it's actually what then so what what do you do with that information and I think it's really good to help you in your planning so whether that's because you are planning to fill any gaps through either recruitment or training or whether it's because you're planning to have a more diverse board um, or whether it's that actually you need to have a a forward plan for the whole year ahead about how you're going to assign different people to different committee roles and and so on. So people are um, scrutinising, I suppose, to a greater degree, the areas either that they're interested in, that they feel comfortable with or that they are best placed to look at would would everybody agree that that's kind of you know a, a really good use of that skills audit
0: absolutely and and as as you say again the 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 survey over the years has shown that lots of people do this but not everybody then um applies it. Um, so it's it's not meant to be a paper exercise, is it? A tick box exercise so that you can say to Ofsted or whoever it might be, yes, yes we've done it. It, it really is about strengthening your board, whether that's, as you say, about developing individuals, developing the board as as, as a whole, yeah, working out who goes on, on, on committees, or obviously an area that NGA has done lots of work on and will continue to do um, about recruitment and and what are the the strengths that you really want to 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 recruit to so it is it's absolutely crucial isn't it in terms of getting that you know that first element of effective governance the right people around um around the table
2: exactly exactly and I think um you know just because we're at that sort of start of a a new year and there's lots of of sort of time to to be reflective, one of the things that we've been working on um, is also having a look at our um, online self-review appraisal tools. Um, And really, I suppose, you know, in addition to the skills audit, it's a really good time if you haven't already to invest some energy in getting your senior leaders, all your board members and your clerk to undertake a a self-review of some Form or another. Now, lots of schools have um, external reviews on a regular basis, which is great because they obviously provide that objective uh, as well as reflective practice. But if you haven't necessarily um, got funds available, then probably in between those external reviews, what we would want to be recommending is that you need to take that sort of step back and actually, in addition to the skills and knowledge that your board members have, actually have a whole look at how your whole board has performed and how you sort of set up and established to take the school uh, forward in the best possible way for the the months ahead. Um, So I think you know that that idea that this is the time really to grasp all of those things whether it's using our online review tools or you've got an external reviewer or a mechanism of your own I think we sort of really want to promote that idea of reflective practice to inform planning at this stage.
1: Um, I think um, all I would say is actually I think the the process of, of reviewing and planning and you know things like the skills audit are obviously can be be considered as time consuming and you know especially if you're doing it properly and you're actually using that information but it's so it's so worthwhile um and i know that most of our listeners will be very very familiar with with the actual process um but i think in my own experience as a the the times i've been a governor and as a trustee now I think just having that moment to reflect around actually, who who are who are we around this table? You know what 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 different skill sets do we bring? Um, it's surprising how you're not always that aware of of the different um, the the different experiences from around the table that are feeding into uh, your decision making. So I think it's it's a really good thing to to um not just do regularly but to to think about how you're using that and and making sure that everyone is is around around the the tables is aware of that um and i'm taking that as an opportunity to to remember that this is all about uh team you know governing is not an individual exercise It's, it's something we do as a as a collective so i think that's really important
0: Absolutely. And I, th- I, I think it gives us a big chance as well to say, um, actually, your clerk's a really important part of this process because you're completely right, Sam, that that point about time we're really conscious of, aren't we, at, at, at NGA, just how much time people are, are giving. Um, and we can't keep saying and do this and do this mm. and do another um, thing. So so actually get, getting your clerk involved in the admin um, of that um, may, help in terms of reducing the amount of time that it that it takes uh people
2: yeah I think as well we have also tried to develop templates to guide people through so both the self-review tools and the um, skills audit have got template documents that guide you through analysis of that so we've got some nice quotes actually if people want to have a look on the website as well where there's kind of people fall into two camps So either they're a really helpful baseline where we've kind of drawn a line in the sand and say, okay, we absolutely know where we need to go from here, or for those boards that perhaps are being super effective already, it's really great reassurance to know actually where we're going and what we're thinking is absolutely the right direction. Um, There's even the added bonus, if you wanted to do uh, one of ours, where you can... um, have a mentor call as part of it so it can, you know, help to guide the chair through the analysis um, of those sort of um, audit tools and and findings to help you uh, plan even better.
0: Great. Thank you. Well, we really um, couldn't um, do a blog uh, at the very end of August without mentioning examination results, could we I mean that has been such uh, a huge uh, uh, event over the past um few weeks, we knew it was going to be difficult. Um, in a year that uh, pupils couldn't sit exams because of a pandemic, uh, it was never going to be uh, easy. But at the same time, things really did go um, catastrophically wrong, as I'm sure everybody who's listening uh, will have picked up from um, from the news. But Sam, do you want to talk a, a bit about the conversations that you've been having
1: absolutely thanks emma um yeah i think it's it's worth saying that obviously here we are um at, at the time of recording on on friday and we're in a very different place to where we were on monday before the the government uh, u-turn um was made um but i think you know it's everyone involved has 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 really um struggled to get this right i think and i think there is a lot of unpicking to do now um so we we've we've very much had um been been keen to make sure that we are listening to to what our members are telling us about this and um you know uh, feeding those those views back we've been in conversations with Ofqual um and um they are very keen to take on board your experiences um as governors and, and trustees um so, so we are really looking at feeding your your thoughts your your experiences uh, as as schools in into in into Ofqual and and beyond um i think some of you will be aware that the likes of Askell and, and others have have called for uh, an independent inquiry into what went wrong. Something that we would absolutely back. Um, at this point in time, I don't think anything official has been been announced. Uh, but uh, but the, but like I say, I think there's there's so much to unpick. Just because the U-turn was made, that doesn't simply mean that it's all done and dusted. Um, we've already got. Um, uh, uh, accounts of uh, the, the the problems of, of of grade inflation and and the the confusion that that has caused. Um, you'll be aware, um, Emma, that actually the way it was left was whilst um, uh, it, it, whilst it was it was clear that the, the centre assessed grades would be used. Actually, if the moderated grades were higher, they could be used as well. So we've, certainly for for GCSEs in that in, in over the last twenty four hours. Been made aware of of some accounts where um, that has inflated those grades, um, and that that's causing other sorts of problems. So the, the, it's not it's not just a simple case of you know a U-turn's been made and and that's done and dusted. We we there's a lot of conversation to be had. I think one of our major concerns really is is what what um, how how governors and trustees can interpret this at, at a local level. Um, what do governing boards do with this data and how do they accurately interpret it to consider you know their school improvement and what do they where do they even begin with things like grade inflation and admissions so so many things to ask um but this is very much something that we as an organization are are, are on top of we we very much are in those conversations with Ofqual and and will be speaking to the department Uh, as well so i don't know emma if if there's anything else to say at this point other than you know we completely recognize and have so much sympathy for um the the huge challenge this has brought um to the 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 students themselves the the head teachers many of whom are absolutely shattered after a you know a, a very very trying and testing year so we really could have done without this, but. You know that there was we're at least some way along to rectifying it, but but we're not there yet. I don't think.
0: Absolutely, it's going to be some time, isn't it? With some young people waiting still to hear about university places, and, and what's now happened is sort of clearing up um, uh, some of the, the mess and muddle. Now relies on universities making certain decisions, some of which will be within their power to do, and some may not be because they're struggling as well with COVID and how many young people they can have on on campuses and 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 in rooms. So it is it is complex and it's it's sort of now ha- what effect will it have on the the 2021 cohort as as well but as you say given the options that were available um uh, a couple of weeks ago this this was the right thing to do rather than to leave young people with completely baffling um baffling results and i've just been sort of thinking about it as well from a from a governance Point of view, because whenever anything goes wrong, you think, "Where was governance in in this situation?" Um, And as you say, I hope an inquiry really does look at this independently and properly. But it was of interest, wasn't it, that it was the chair of Ofqual that um, made the announcement about the the change. And I'm particularly interested in that because having just finished updating. The Chair's Handbook, one of those sections is about when you as a chair act as the external voice of the institution as opposed to the chief executive or the head teacher who is leading um, on a day-to-day um, basis. And obviously, a crisis is one of the times that sometimes you would expect a chair um, to take that, that public profile. And that was obviously the decision um, that, that that Ofqual took. But also, it raises, doesn't it, um, a whole range of... of of questions that possibly could have been asked, and and by whom, you know, not just the boarded off call, but also the Department for Education. Should more questions have been asked? Um, uh, it's that skill is a skill that people on governing boards absolutely have to hone, don't we? We're not necessarily experts in the area but we have to know how to ask Mm -hmm. good questions and clearly the algorithm itself was an area of huge expertise that not many of us would have been able to to grapple with but it feels as though the perhaps was a paucity of good question asking at the right time by the right people and um there was also an issue which was reported in the press. We'll have to see whether it turns out to be correct that some of those experts who, who offered to help were asked to write to sign NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, for five years. And they didn't feel that that um, was ethical and that immediately makes me think nolan principles one of those principles is about openness and transparency and perhaps during the you know three four five months that led up to this there ought to have been more transparency in terms of the the plans and then lastly i know a lot of people in the sector themselves um began lobbying once the um results um were were seen on on the thursday but actually it really was a case wasn't it of young people standing up um for themselves their voices were very clear um in the press and indeed parents parents doing a lot Um, a lot of lobbying so again that that idea that that we've been pushing about the importance of listening to your to your stakeholders you know who's more important in this situation than the the young people um, themselves so there's there's a whole range of issues that we're really familiar with that 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 really do need uh some some examination but as you say sam it's it's too early at the moment to be making any sort of judgments about what exactly um, went wrong and why this couldn't have been prevented. It feels as though it should have been prevented if everything had been done well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I, th- I think Emma, it's you know, the, having the the voice from our members has been really important. And and actually, I would just encourage anyone listening. You, you know as as you're unpicking this um and the impact on on your school and your organization for the long term do do speak to us we we really want to know because we we can we can speak directly to off we can speak to the department and i think it's really key that that your voice is is heard and you know nga can use its its position there to to share that voice with um with our central policymakers, which I think is really important, and yeah, like you say, Emma, a, a real victory for um, for for pupils and and parents um, eventually. Um, but that doesn't mean it wasn't a painful process, and it, you know there are some elements of that painful process yet to come. So you know, I'm just incredibly aware that we've still got we've still got to find a way forward for next year's exams, and of course, obviously, consulted on that. Um, so there's all of that to, to get through as well so we will update you on that um, as we know more
0: Absolutely, no that's yeah, really, really important to please do um uh, give us your opinions at any point on anything. But obviously this is this is something that we'll be involved in a lot of conversations about. And you're so right, Sam, that we mustn't um uh, diminish or minimise the, the, the distress and anguish that a lot of um young people um were feeling um for for days and indeed in that period leading up to the point where they don't quite know what they'll 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 be getting um uh yes and i think we've there's as well as the a levels and the and the GCSEs, the btex um as well so it's a, a large number of of young people um that will have been affected and i know that yes governors and trustees um across the country will be will be feeling that 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 uh distress as as well i'm i'm sure if their own uh pupils had have had been affected in the sort of way we we were seeing um throughout throughout the press so it has been hasn't it really a very eventful summer and a busy um uh summer uh, and i hope that that people feel able and ready uh for the new year um, i think we've we 've all um, got our breath held to see whether all our schools will be able um, to open as planned in full um, on the first day of off-term and we're all watching the public health um, information, but I think so far um, we know that a lot of schools are feeling confident that they are are ready to do that. So again, please, that's another subject that if you have got concerns about or questions, just questions you want answered, please, please do get um, in in contact with us. Uh, We have taken the decision Um, that for this coming half term, our events will continue to be virtual. So instead of the normal Saturday regional conferences that we run in the autumn, uh, we instead will be um, running virtual networks Uh, for regions in the early evening. Um, So in today's newsletter, you will get a list of those. They're on the the website as well. So please do um, sign up uh, for those and hear uh, the the latest, uh, not just uh, from us, but also from the Department for Education uh, and from ofted so well, there'll be a a lot of, of of events probably even more now that we've gone uh, a virtual some of them for chairs of of governing uh, boards um as well so please have a have a look get involved um keep in keep in touch um have a look at all that new and updated guidance that we've been producing. I hope that it's useful for you. So good luck with the new term and thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.